Ahoy, and welcome to the Jolly Reader. I'm your host, Captain Book. And here today, I'm with my first mate. Hi, or whatever. I'm Josh. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're probably wondering why my first mate is here because we were all expecting one of us is next. Well, one of us is not next because it's going to be next week. So we went or we're deciding by the time this episode airs, we'll be back. But we decided to go on an impromptu vacation to Iowa because doesn't that just sound thrilling? And I didn't want to leave you guys hanging on Tuesday. So we're doing a mini episode and I have these crime and mystery short stories. So I'm going to do regular Jolly Reader. But I thought I'd bring along my first mate for some commentary. And just for the record, I have no idea what any of these are about. And I'm really excited to give you a completely unsolicited, I don't know. Okay, first of all, that's not true, though, because I told you about this first one already. I mean, barely. I've already forgotten. (laughs) Okay. So this is just a book I found. I think a book's a million. Crimes and Mysteries, Short Stories. Does it say anything else on there? Uh, Fantasy. Gothic fantasy. They're not all fantasy. Like, this first one could totally happen. Yep. Okay. So, the first one is called The Cost of Security by Tara Campbell. So, we're just going to get into it. I got some notes. So, there's this guy, Charlie Reardon, and he's chilling. And, like, literally, it's super cold outside. And uh, he's at a diner, but he's only had one coffee because he didn't have the stomach to eat. And he's already feeling jittery. (laughs) Okay. So, anyways, I was expecting my... First mate to make comment, you didn't. Okay. Well, I guess that my, my, I guess that my first comment is that you're very punny, and that you don't have to eat to drink more coffee. There's always room for more coffee. Okay. Well, he says his leg is like already bouncing or whatever. Okay. He'll be fine. So here comes. Are you ready? Because with these short stories, we just get straight to it. When he left the house that morning, he knew today was the day he would never see his wife Alice again. I mean, are we talking about? He's getting rid of her or she's going off on a long trip. No. Okay. So my next note says he literally orchestrated a hit on her. Oh. So he's supposed to find her body in the bedroom as a result of a robbery gone tragically wrong. Also, side note, I have no idea what like time period this stuff's supposed to take place because these stories are all by different authors. So we have like some Edgar Allan Poe, which obviously would not be like present day, but some of these are present day. Like he's okay. in, he's putting like a security system in his house. Okay, I mean that makes sense. So we get some background on their relationship stuff. So Charlie and Alice have been together twenty years. Aww. And basically, she got old and fat, but he can handle that because he's a nice freaking guy. Well, I'm just glad that you didn't get rid of me when I got old. And fat. <laughs> okay, so Charles or Charlie or whatever his name is, his problem with Alice is not that she's fat and old which that's debatable, but anyways, is that she always laughs at him. So he has a bunch of failed businesses, like five of them. And we're not talking like, I opened an Etsy shop. Like literally we're talking nightclubs and like bars and like real big businesses. After a while, isn't it just you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think my mom like almost says that. I don't really blame her. So anyway, so she's she laughs at him when he fails. And I said, I'm not defending her, but I'm sure it was getting old and he should just throw in the towel because he apparently sucks at being an entrepreneur. (laughs) That's all my note says. So, okay, this is a quote from our good old boy, Charlie. A man couldn't grow with a woman like that hanging from his neck. And I go, oh, so now she's the reason you suck at business. So anyways, we end this section with him freaking out, basically, and he says there's nothing to do but to go home and, like, find her body. So, page break, whatever. 
So we meet Harry Munson. And he's trying to get a security system contract with Charles's house. This is like obviously before this day that we just talked about. And during the negotiations, Charlie's talking about exploiting the vulnerabilities in the system to reach other outcomes. Yeah, you just like casually bring that up when you're trying to get a security <laughs> system installed. Like, hey, uh, how can I could uh, circumvent any- this? <laughs> yeah. And yep. then the guy's just like, oh, I'm going to totally run with this. You know? Well, no, listen. Okay, so this dude, Harry, is very familiar with this type of conversation. And he has Ooh. a guy for that. I need to find somebody in the security <laughs> space and be like, hey, is this real? Well, seriously. Okay, but if Charlie got robbed and his wife murdered under Harry's security system contract, that would be bad for business. Oh, so Charlie knows about business all of a sudden? <laughs> Well, maybe Harry's the one that knows about business, maybe. and he was like, hey, Charlie, hey, so bad I, idea. I don't suck at this, and this is what I would do. <laughs> yep. So Harry and Charlie stage several arguments over price, and then Charlie acts like he doesn't want to speak with Harry anymore, so Harry would have to do all the negotiations with Alice, and then this way, Harry could get to know her habits and weaknesses. She's a woman, dainty neck, that would be a weakness, so anyways... <laughs> So after (laughs) Harry collects all the dainty neck information he needs, Charlie calls the security system contract off. And then the new murder contract would begin. Someone's going to get murdered. So next page break. Charlie's on the subway. So we're back to like where we were in the first part. And he's freaking out, obviously. And... I just said, I don't care if you planned it. I still think it'd be hard to find a dead body. I mean, yeah. Are you just like looking around the house? Just like, Where could you be? Like when we're playing hide and seek with Allie or something. <laughs> wow, that took a really, really dark turn. <laughs> Captain Book, cut that out. It's too dark. <laughs> so anyways, so he keeps reminding himself, this is, on- this is the only way. This is the only way. Because there's obviously things he did like about Alice, but the laughing was just too much for his poor man eagle. So, Eagle. Eagle. (laughs) So, okay, you're going to love this. So, apparently, Alice's father was an elitist that never thought that Charlie could provide for Alice. Greatest showman syndrome. I mean, he's not always wrong, right? It was correct (laughs) Amundo. So, even though Charlie's business has failed, he still worked hard to give Alice what she wanted, which was a lot, apparently, is what I have. And then I have this part is weird, so buckle up. So Charlie didn't want to give Alice a divorce because he didn't want to give her everything he had worked for. He says that she would never agree to let him keep the house because it was a gift from her father. Well, yeah, why would she give that to him? Also, after she dies, the dad could totally just take the house back. That's just me saying that. But anyways, I go, why does Charlie think he should have the house? And then he says both their names are on the house and... Doesn't he, being Charlie, deserve to keep something? I have dot, 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 no. What about all the stuff you told me 10 seconds ago you quote unquote worked for? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but, you know, I feel like there's a lot of spots in here where there's some holes in his logic. It I also feel like-, like notes that she drives a Volvo that her dad bought. So, like, I don't know what he's trying to keep in the divorce that her dad didn't buy. Well, yeah, who wouldn't want to drive a Volvo? That's what, like, writers are always like, oh, they're rich. They drive a Volvo. That's what Bronwyn drove in the last book. Okay, so Charlie's home, and the lights are off in the house, and he finds this odd, because why would a robber turned killer turn off the lights on the way out? 
Okay. So why he, would he turn on the lights on the way in? Is a better I question. I know. So he thinks for a moment that the guy never came and his wife is still alive, which makes him feel a flicker of relief because I guess I don't know. You went through all this and you're having doubts. I guess. Dang. Her eyes are pretty and she can make a mean martini, which is a quote from the book. So, anyways. But then Charlie sees that the door is slightly ajar, and there's footprints in the snow. Harry's guy had been there. So, <laughs> so there was two options they planned out. Call the police immediately or run to the neighbors to see if they've seen Alice. And Charlie and Harry decide that Charlie would, quote unquote, discover the body, and it would allow him to make sure she's really dead. Because if she survived, obviously this whole like murder plot would be unraveled. Stop reading my notes and listen to me. Cheater! But I... Didn't know where else to look. Right here. Look at your beautiful voice. <laughs> la, 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 la. The cheerleaders. What can't I say? Okay, anyways. Monica, she's just okay. Charlie, he sucks at business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. So, okay, we gotta be serious because it's about to go down. And I go, I want to put the serious music behind it. So, okay. So, Charlie enters the house and he goes to the bedroom and he hears the sheets rustle. And I just said to be serious as I laughed. <laughs> okay, now I'm serious. Serious face. So, Allie's... Allie. Dang it! <laughs> Sorry, guys. Take two. <laughs> click. <laughs> okay. Focus, everybody. So, Alice is like, honey, you're home. AKA, she's not dead. So then, a man in dark clothing with a ski mask on steps out of the corner and says, Sorry, baby, and then slaps Alice in the face. But why? No, you'll... Spoilers. So then, she falls onto the bed, and the man pulls out a large knife and stabs Charlie in the gut, killing him. But why? I will explain. So then, Alice gets out of bed. She checks Charles' pulse and confirms he's dead, because we all know what would happen, because he'd unravel the plot, blah, blah, blah. It just reiterates, because they think they're clever at writing, whatever, whatever. So then she goes on, whoa, to say, just says, then she goes on Harry. <laughs> That's a typo. Okay. Then she goes on to say to Harry, get out of here. And she thinks about the weeks and months to come, playing the role of a grieving widow who feels unsafe in her own home. She would then, of course, have to rehire the security company that her husband, like, ended the contract with. And naturally, she would spend long days and nights with Harry as her personal guard after such a traumatic event. Alice would also need to calm her nerves, so after a reasonable amount of time, her and Charlie would- or not Charlie. I put Charlie there! What's the other guy's name? Harry. Harry. Sorry, this is all with Harry. Charlie's dead. Whatever. Her and Charlie, no, Harry, her and Harry would fly to Barbados on Charlie's life insurance payout. Then they would be safe to fall in love publicly. Now to present day, it's time for Alice to start screaming for the neighbors and to call the police. And the last line of the story is, Alice lifted her head and opened her mouth, trying to keep any hint of joy from creeping into her widow's wail. Girls be playing the long game. Okay, so like, are we all caught up on what happened? I'm assuming that Harry told her at some point, fell in love with her, was like, I'm here to murder you. And she's like, nah, let's murder my husband instead. And he's like, cool, that sounds good. And then that's why he slaps her and like knocks her unconscious to make it seem this robbery going wrong or whatever. And she like mm -hmm. survived this traumatic event or whatever. Yep, that makes sense now. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like impressed. That's pretty solid. That's a great ending. Awesome. Okay. So this says, I read three more that didn't fully make the cut for the episode. So I'm going to give an extra short version of each of them. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this one's called Skitter and Click by. <laughs> I think that's coming on TBS in the fall. Yeah. It's by Jennifer Dornan. 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 Fish? Dornan. Dornan. Jennifer Dornan Fish. Yep. 
Okay, so I said, honestly, this was hard to read, and I skipped over some parts, which I will explain. I kind of talked to you about this a little bit, but I didn't give away the ending. Okay. So, long story short, very short, there's mom had a small son named Jake who was murdered, and the killer was never caught. This b- story takes place, like, sometime after. I don't know, but, like, her and her husband are, like, divorced, and she's moved out. So, it's been, like, time. So... She keeps getting these anonymous calls, and it's like a robo-voice, whatever. And the person's talking about details that, like, only the murderer would know. And this is, like, what I was saying I skipped. I skipped parts because it's literally talking about Jake, like, the son calling out for his mom and, like, describing torture, etc. And it was just, like, too much for me as a parent, so we're just going to, like, skip over that. No. But the important bit is one of the phone calls is brought up that Jake had a stuffed tiger named Skitter with him, which the mom was like, oh, the killer must have kept it as a trophy. And I didn't even tell the police about that, which is a weird thing not to mention to the police. Like, I mean, wouldn't you tell them literally everything that like he might have had with him or they might have been wearing or yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, everything. But for plot purposes, it's like, though, this is definitely the killer. And, like, I don't really have this in my notes, but she keeps calling her ex-husband, who's like, it's just some sicko, because this was in the newspapers and stuff, and he's like, it's just some sicko, leave me alone, I have a new girlfriend, like, bye. So. (laughs) Dang, you gonna move on that fast? All right. Well, it's probably been, like, quite some time. So, anyways, so the killer says he's going to answer one of Katie, that's the mom's questions. So, after Jake was found, she asked how someone could murder an innocent child, and this person on the phone is going to answer that for her. Mm. And then he hangs up. Okay, this one's freaking creepy i don't like this i know but it's 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 here where it's, we started it's in the it. pit of my stomach is where it's at so time has passed and the police can't trace the calls etc cetera, etc cetera, you know because plot can't move on if the police aren't incompetent <laughs> so, we see that like every time i can't stand it so so six weeks after like the first call there's like several calls that i skim read and there's like another call and the voice is like stuttering, like on a word, like has a stutter, whatever. So this stutter makes her think, oh my God, that was one of the suspects had a stutter. So she's like looking through, I don't know, okay, it's a short story. So she's looking through these old newspapers with a list of suspects, including Zachary Taylor, a neighborhood boy with a stutter. He was 13 at the time and is now 18. So yeah, tons of time has passed, five years. Okay, I guess that's fair, but still, okay. I couldn't move on after that ever. Well, he didn't. Oh, the husband did. He did. She didn't. She didn't. Okay, so anyways. So, Zachary's alibi was he was at the arcade alone, and she's like, alone? That's not an alibi or whatever. So, the police confirmed to Katie that they didn't miss anything, and Zachary was cleared like they're sure of it. So, she won't give up and is convinced that Zachary did all this. So, she Googles him, figures out that he lives two blocks away from her with his parents. So, she goes over there and sneaks into his house and she's looking around Zachary's room and finds like teenage stuff or whatever. Then she goes to the basement, which is set up like a workshop, and she sees on a shelf Skitter, the doll. Okay? Mm. The tiger, okay? No. And it's definitely Jake's because like Jake's name is written on it, like on the tag, whatever. So, she just like. Okay, no, you're gonna freak, you're gonna freak. So she freaks out and starts seeing the workshop as a torture room. But like, okay, time out though. Like, you're telling me that this kid's parents didn't notice that he was torturing a little kid in his basement when he was 13 years old? I mean, if we have police that are incompetent in every story, why not incompetent parents do? Well, okay. So anyways, Jake comes home and he's calling out to see if his parents are home. They're on vacation conveniently, whatever. And she basically beats Zachary to death with some metal bar she found down there. And then she, like, goes home and the phone rings and it's a real murderer. Duh. And he's like, but to answer your question that 
that hatred you felt, the rage you let, oh, sorry, the rage that let you do such a terrible thing, that's how I feel every day, and that's how you kill an innocent person, which is exactly what you just did. Click. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he like planted it? Yeah, he 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 faked the stutter and he planted the toy. Okay, so then here's the other thing. Okay, so it says, okay, by the way, in all caps. So, like, right before that last line's delivered, it says, I told you to let this go, Catherine, or whatever, is what the killer says to her. So, earlier in the phone conversations, the ex-husband slash Jake's dad, Cole, says, damn it, Kate, let this go. Yikes. Which I don't know. I don't know if it's him, but I'm just saying. Because I look back to see if, like, police said it or if, like, anyone else she talked to said it. And the husband, the ex-husband or whoever is the only one that said it. Mm. And the kid was just playing in their front yard. And he would go with his dad. I told you to let this go. Yikes. Yikes. Okay, that was the worst one. So thanks for, like, look how short this one is. This one's like Well, thank goodness. I don't know. I I need, like, a palate cleanser That one was really bad. So there's two more. Okay, so this one's called Home Run by... All right, we're off to a good Here, start. You say the name. Marcel Dubay. Sounds French. Super short. Okay. <laughs> okay, so there's this kid, Cooper, who plays baseball. Good start. Does that ring any bells? Standing? Oh, shoot. Okay. Mm. Oh, the first mate decided to show up. Uh, you know. <laughs> By the way, everybody, he has not finished that last episode yet. Yes, I have. You finished it? Yeah. <laughs> you liar. We did not discuss this. When? Just because you haven't discussed it with me doesn't mean that I didn't finish it. He didn't finish it. I finished it. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> Cooper, little Coop Coop, has a boyfriend. No, wrong story. Okay, so he keeps seeing this quote-unquote monster everywhere he goes. And like, literally, it's just a black figure that's like in cornfields and stuff, following him around and his mom around, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like called mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Like, I thought it was like him and then he was going to be the one that like was hurting. Cause, okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. So, this one, no says, spoilers. This one point, it says, at one point, the monster burned down their apartment. So, oh, I was like, shoot. so I was thinking, oh, maybe it's like Cooper's like dark side, whatever. It's not him. Okay. Anyone named Cooper in a book is a sweetheart. Okay. Aww. So Cooper can't sleep because he knows the monster's Don't been- Don't you in- mean Copper can't sleep? Oh, yeah. Typo. <laughs> Cooper can't sleep because he knows the monster's been in his house, which by the way, so we figure out that it's like his alcoholic abusive father. Ooh. Okay. Not cool. But like when he says that, I'm like, oh, his mom took him back. That was my first thought. That's not what happened. So one night here is the monster in the laundry room. By the way, is this not an episode of Doctor Who? It sure sounds like it, <laughs> no, doesn't it? When the girl draws a picture of the monster in her closet and oh, really her abusive yeah. dad. Yeah. That's an Olympic one, is it not? Or I is think that- it is. Yeah. This is like a really appropriate episode now. Okay. So anyways, one night here is the monster in the laundry room and he starts beating him with a baseball bat. And his mom's like, stop, stop. And turns on the light and she's like, you know, there's no going back from murder, Cooper. Like, you got him. Like, whatever. So the monster right here reveal is Cooper's abusive alcoholic father. So Cooper stops beating him and the father lunges at the mom and starts choking her. So what did the mom not know how to do? She's being choked. She didn't know how to pluck the thumbs. (laughs) She She definitely didn't know how to pluck the thumbs. Nope. So Cooper's too afraid to use the baseball bat because he doesn't want to hit his mom. Jeez, daddy. So I know. So he jumps on him. Cooper saves the day. Yes, again. Yet again. So he jumps on his dad and fights him off until the cops arrive because the mom had already called the police, whatever. Way to call the police. While your son's like in there. By the way, the parallels just keep coming. Cooper comes in, saves the day. I I I know. Know, man, I like it. So, anyways, the cops are like, uh, we're going to put him away for a long time. I said doubt that because one, Cooper is the one that 
uh, assaulted him. Two, maybe breaking and entering. That's not like a like, and they can't prove anything else. Yeah, long I don't know, that, time. That just sounds like like such a cliche line or whatever. Oh yeah, he's going away <laughs> for a long time. Well, anyways, so here's the. He's dope. been stealing Mars bars from the <laughs> corner store for years. We've been looking for this guy. <laughs> Anyway, so the last line is Cooper's like, one day the monster will get out and I'll deal with him then. Dum dum dum. Okay, this one's called Suggestive Thoughts. This is the last one, and this mm. is the one I a little bit told you about, and it's by H. L. Fullerton. Nope. This seems like it's going to be a really uncomfor- uncomfortable one. Okay, so this one is sexually graphic, so I'll spare the details because this is a young adult podcast, but it's not even sexually graphic, I guess, but it's a lot more. Okay, this says, this one's pretty weird and sci-fi-ish, so bear with me. Seatbelt on. Click. Click. <gasps> not click. Not click. Cause the- oh, <laughs> no. We can do this. Also, I'd like to... You know, apologize in advance for the amount of editing that this episode is going to take and the length of the outtakes that are upcoming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Try and get this done before we leave. To Iowa, the vacation spot of the nation. Killing it. So, okay, there's this girl, Hannah, and she has seizures that cause memory loss, which I googled. The type of memory loss she has does not happen. Also, oh, it says this makes the story super annoying because she can't get it together and and just tell us what's going on. Yeah, plot dri- plot driven diseases are pretty ridiculous. Well, like, she has memory loss, so she's like, "Was I there? Did I go to work yesterday? What's my last name? What apartment do I live in? Are these fingers on my hand?" That was such a range. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right, let's okay, get back focus. on track. Come so on. she doesn't have memories. Whatever that. Whatever. I have though. P.S. I literally. And my first mate can uh, confirm this. I literally had a seizure last week. Yeah, not not fun. I slept all way- day and I had my memories, but okay. So, uh, for the record, if you have enough seizures in your temporal lobe, you can have some memory loss, but hers is like too much. Excessive. Okay. It's it's plot seizures, not like real seizures. Okay. So, she's like, ugh, long story short, like, I don't even need to tell you how she figures it out, but she finds out that her neighbor, who she has a crush on, Jameson... His girlfriend, Charlotte, fell down an elevator shaft and died. Holy crap. <laughs> this book, this one's full of extremes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, mm, let me go catch that <laughs> rebound real quick. Like. <laughs> I know. Lord. Okay. Also, like something just I know it's not even in my notes, but she does not like Charlotte because she stole Jameson from her. She's never dated Jameson. She's never like really talked to him all that much. And you cannot steal a person that's willing to be with someone. Like. You can't steal a person. <laughs> right. Like, you, you just can't do it. We're not, unless we're talking human trafficking right now, you can't steal a person because people aren't property. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Okay. So Hannah's freaking out because she doesn't know if she pushed this girl down the elevator shaft. Because remember. <laughs> Holy moly. Because she can't remember where she was that day. Like, like, why is that where she goes, though? It's like she, she literally could have been, you know. Walking down the street, trying to be healthy, going also, jogging, and she's like, mm, I wonder if I shoved somebody down a elevator shaft that day that I don't remember. Also, like, if you had seizures, you wouldn't be like, where was I three days ago? Was I killing someone or was I at work? <laughs> it's not how seizures work. Okay. Like, you have a seizure in your apartment, and then you're still in your apartment when you're, you know what's going on. Like, you didn't just, like, go for a walk. Lord. Yeah, okay. like, I think they're confusing seizures with, like, sleepwalking or something. <laughs> I, know, I don't I know. know. Okay, so... Charlotte, dead elevator shaft. Hannah, did I push her? Okay, so we find out later, which 
I don't even know if this is in the right order. I think I just skipped to it. That she was at a movie. She found a ticket stub. She can't remember the movie or what happened during it or anything, but proof enough in her pocket. She needs to get her money's worth out of that and go back and just be like, hey. I know. Like, I have no idea what this is about. So, I, I definitely wasn't. don't remember being here. She also finds out from this nosy na- neighbor or whatever that Charlotte's dad and Jameson were there when she fell down this elevator shaft. So, like, obviously, they would have seen Hannah just, like, shove her to her death. So, the, it's like the conclusion, she accidentally fell down an elevator shaft and she was too daft to, like, see, oh, the elevator's open. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that's not, like, an easy thing to do. I mean... You can't just casually fall down an elevator shaft. Also, like, have you ever seen an elevator open and the elevator's not there? Like, how common is that? Only if I was, like, working on wiring the elevator. This is in their apartment building. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> no. There's this whole bowl where she goes to his fu- her funeral. Who cares? Okay. And she calls her Charlotte because Charlotte insisted on that, but everyone else calls her Lottie. Who cares? Okay, so side note. Not Captain Book. Not Captain Book. Hannah would vividly fantasize about several things. One, Charlotte dying. This is before she died. Huh. Via a UPS driver hitting her. Sometimes FedEx, but most of the time UPS. <laughs> it, it really distinguished <laughs> yes, that. Yeah, it did. Falling off a cliff, but she was worried that whatever his name would try to save her or she wouldn't fall all the way down or whatever. Why didn't she just get out Jumanji? In the jungle, you must wait. <laughs> I'm not going to roll that fiber age, Charlotte. So anyways, her favorite idea before all this happened was the elevator shaft one. <laughs> okay. Just, okay. Okay. Hannah also has vivid fantasies about her and Jameson having sex in her kitchen. I will spare you the details, but it involves knocking over fine china, et cetera, et cetera. Gosh. Well, you got to think about breaking stuff. Like, uh, what did know. I say outside? I said... You were talking about how, what a mess they'd have to clean up afterwards. That's a really expensive, it's an expensive mess hookup. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So like, hope it's worth it. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Later on, she keeps talking about her hand shaking and wanting to push someone, and I have a red flag. <laughs> like she's at work and she's like, I have this itchy finger feeling in my hand, and I just want to shove someone. I just want to shove them down the elevator shaft. Okay. So, anyways, this Ooh. this goes on for literally days. Then she's at the metro center and she's ready to check the catch the train on the yellow line or whatever. I don't know. I've never done that. So anyways, she sees a bald guy and she doesn't know who he is and she pushes him into the track and he gets hit by a train and dies. Okay. <laughs> and there's and so like, she goes to jail and the story's over, right? It should. No, please. They can't do their job. <laughs> How would we have any stories if the police did their minimal job? Okay, so there's like 50 people there and I'm assuming there's like cameras. Are there not? But the crowd didn't notice, and they all say he fell. What does this note say? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> right? Okay. So later in the day or whatever. See, look, I'm to the point where I don't even know how many days have passed. <laughs> oh, my uh. God. The police interviewed Jameson because it was his boss who died via train. Oh, shoot. Okay. And Jameson had told a co-worker that he wished the exact same thing would happen. That His boss always stands too close to the line. I wish he would just fall in and die. But Jameson had an alibi. That's a really weird thing to notice about people. Like, hmm, he always stands too close to the train when we're waiting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Jameson has an alibi, obviously, and we know Hannah did it. So, like, you don't have to convince me, book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Jameson comes barging into Hannah's apartment, which he's never been in, to have sex with her in her kitchen like she always fantasizes about. But why? (laughs) And Okay, this is one part I did tell him about. Like... She's like, I've been waiting for this, but it wasn't satisfying or whatever. And then he gives her a turn. Like, what? 
I just a turn. I what are we doing? This should be. A are we on the effort. swing set right now? Like what? Are- oh, a turn. And they actually have sex. Like it's not like fooling. Uh, uh. Okay, so whatever. They're talking afterwards, like very casually about murder. And Jameson's like, I don't know what came over me. I just had to have you, and I saw your apartment in my head, even though I'd never been in it. And I just like knew I had to do you in your kitchen. Does he have seizures too? I don't know. But by the way, like, why are why why the kitchen? Why why? I don't know. I'm just envisioning the two of them having seizures together, and they probably <laughs> hooked up, and then they both like remembered this. He remembered the apartment, and she remembered the encounter, and then it just. You know, they're just two forgetful people hooking up. I thought none of this really and happened. And it's re- it keeps the relationship fresh, you know? Right? <laughs> so I thought this was this is wrong, but I thought none of this really happened and then she was just like this is just a whole big long fantasy mm. whatever. That's not that would have been a better ending. Yeah. Okay, so we're not there yet. So Jameson well, I don't even know what the ending is, so <laughs> no. I don't know if it's better, but So Jameson's like, I didn't kill my boss. We know. <laughs> okay. But uh, he goes, but I feel like I made it happen because I wished it for it to be true. Okay. So then he does tell her, he's like, I pushed Charlotte, even though I love her and I didn't want to hurt her. My hand was just tingling or whatever. And I shoved her down an elevator shaft. Wait, what? Well, her dad was there who didn't notice. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Hannah which says. Which doesn't solve the case of the open <laughs> elevator shaft. Why? Okay, so wrongful death suit. So Hannah says to us, and this is like the last part of the story or whatever, I pictured it over and over and he saw it, saw it and did it. She also says, and did me, but we'll just like go over that. What other thoughts, terrible thoughts might spill out? Who might hear? Picture this, dot, dot, dot. So we're saying that like, just like the power of, the power of like, Thinking about something is making it happen. Is that even though like other people were physically doing it? It's not like she accidentally fell into an elevator shaft or he accidentally fell into the train. Like these two people physically pushed them. Mind control. And then he accidentally fell into her and then out of her and then back into her and then out of her and then she got to have a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about any of them. I I mean. All of them had their merits, and then... <laughs> Did they? Did the, they, though? Yeah, the I mean... The first one. The first one was really good, and it, it really set me up for, for you know, a bit, of, but a bit of disappointment in the last one there. Sorry. Nope, not your fault. I tried Just to keep the, the last three short, because... Yeah. No, I mean, like, they're not... They're not bad stories. They're just not, like... They're not great. I did not enjoy reading them. Yeah, like, it, it's just... They're hard to follow. There's a lot of why did that happen, and there's a lot of that it's doesn't make sense. Story. I know, but like, but I, but I need, I need to be able to imagine why something happened. Like, I don't necessarily need the book to tell me, but I need to be able to imagine like a relatively realistic way that something could happen. And I'm just like, you know, when you start from, oh, I have seizures that randomly makes me forget things that are unrelated to anything else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. Did I murder someone today or did I take a shower? I don't even know. Did I murder someone in the shower? My shampoo bottle is lower. (laughs) Oh, my. I don't know. What do you think about the other ones? Because that last one was like, that's what I was saying. Like, I would consider it more like sci-fi. I just realized I'm wearing makeup and I probably smeared it all over my face. Oh, no, you're killing it. You look solid. Anyways. (laughs) 
But I was saying, like, the last one's sci-fi-ish, but, like, what do you think? Okay, so, like, which one specifically? Let's go through Okay, it. let's go one by one, then. Yeah, let's go one by one. Okay, okay. the cost of security. Okay. Wife R- kills her husband. Yeah, that no, awesome. really like that one. That one was really cool. I like the, I don't know, I really like, like, a, a really good twist at the end like that. Just that like, was really good, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you just completely get caught off guard. Well, and, and I like that it left you with, like, this bone-chilling, like, she tried not to smile or whatever. Oh, I know, just like that. Like, but that's what I like in, like, a murder murder mystery is just that like you know you kind of get that like chill at the end like it's just like oh my gosh like also that was... like can we agree we're all team alice in this situation i mean a little bit right she she played the game and he sucks and won charlie sucks well he couldn't be successful in business ventures and he couldn't even murder somebody right so i don't know for sure but i would assume charlie or alice's dad is very proud of her <laughs> i mean you know okay skitter and click oh that's all I got to say about that one. I don't know. No, no, no I do. Okay, I. You can skip over the child know, torture. The kid stuff. Oh, it's so. And I don't know. Like that was actually a pr- that one. I actually did like. I, I did li- like the ending. The like, ending was. So, I told again. Or whatever. Like this is how I feel. This rage. Like you just killed an innocent person. Yeah. You're whatever. I mean, just, it's way different. But like. Just those absolute like chills at the end. Just like oh, like. I I literally like you know you can take this court. I would literally murder someone for my child. So I mean that's absolutely true, but I'm just saying. But like oh that last like phone call or whatever, and then like the whole thing where it's like it might be the dad the whole time. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like that's ugh. something I like weirdly discovered when I was looking. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and I don't know. I I like I like. Oh, I hate the story, but I like the ending. Like, I like the story. It was really good. Like, as a okay, whole. like, it mentions, like, I'm going to answer your question. And then you kind of forget about it. And mm-hmm. then it answers the question. I think that's, I think that what I just said really, like, sums it up. I want, I want a story that I hate that I love it. Yeah. I hate that, like, it gives me that, like, you know, surprise feeling at the end. And I just feel like, whoa, like, that really just hit me. Like, holy moly. Yeah. Like, I can respect that kind of yeah. authorship, if that's a word. If it's not, I'm making it. TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. So, home run. Coop, coop. Gotta love a good cooper that plays baseball, right? I know. I I feel like I'm just... Pluck the thumbs, people. (laughs) Okay, I will say, I did not do this story justice. Like, it starts off, like, he's playing baseball and there's, like, a figure and <laughs> like whatever and then he talks about like his apartment and he talks about remember his mom being like bruised up and stuff and then this figure this monster whatever has followed him every place and then oh he's been in our house he knows where we live and there's like a lot of building but like it doesn't um translate well to the podcast mm. no i mean i i think it's a cool story i think it's like a cool again kind of kind of a cool ending like a little but I mean, maybe maybe I'm just coming off of one of us is lying and just being like, I already know how this ends. But like, I I, I that was a good story. It just it didn't leave me with like, that like twist at the end to just like <gasps> like. But you know. I do feel like it's good for like people that have like experienced something like that. Like it's very empowering. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like oh, even if jail's not gonna hold him, like I can fight against this. Like he's now old enough that he can protect his mom. Because I'm assuming when his mom and dad were together, he was too little or he got beat up to or whatever and now like he knows he physically can like beat up his dad if he gets out of jail yeah i do like that i do like I that thought that was cool. coming out of it stronger okay you su- go coop suggestive thoughts i don't know it's it's fine it's just you know like i said i want to know i could have gone without like i get it's called suggestive thoughts but like i thought Okay, like, literally, you have, like, people falling down elevator shafts and, like, murders and, like, the train thing. And literally, like, half the book has talked about this sexual fantasy, like, 
the fantasy multiple times and then the actual like him coming over and it's like but I want to hear about people getting hit by FedEx trucks, but most of the time UPS trucks. I completely hate myself right now because like I was thinking the wrong way about like the title, about the suggestive thoughts title. Because I was thinking about it as like, you know, like the fantasy or whatever, but it's actually like the power of suggestion. And yeah, like, I don't yeah. know, I just feel like a loser right now. So I just <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there for the world to know. But uh, I don't know. Like it was a waste I- of time. It's a short story. I don't need to know about your sexual preferences. I I mean, it's fine. It's it's for a certain type of person, and it doesn't really, like... We're talking murder mystery, not my sex party gone wrong. Anyway, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like... I feel like they lost me at the beginning with the whole like, oh, let's make this make up this like medical. Because I literally had a seizure a week ago. Like that's no joke. One week ago, I had a seizure. Okay, I didn't murder someone or think I murdered someone. I took a Benadryl and I fell asleep because I thought I was having an allergic reaction. I'm just saying, like, it's fine. Like, I just don't like that that's where it starts from. Like, the premise of the story is that, like, she can't remember anything, well, and that's and, she says, and that's what here, it is. Hear me the book. She says something about, like, her brain seeping. Like, her thoughts seeping. Yeah, brain bleeds are bad. No. <laughs> you should probably get checked her out, girl. Whatever. All right. I, I guess that my problem is that I just want, I want something that has a, like, I don't know. The best, like, murder mysteries are ones that can really happen. You know, and when you start out from a place of, hey, there's this medical mystery that, you know, doesn't really exist in the real world, it just, it kind of loses me right at the beginning. And that's, it's kind of tough to live with. Yeah. So this says, where's it at? Sometimes I forget things, not ordinary things like, where's my credit card? Did I turn the oven off? Is this pile of clothes clean or dirty? I forget my mother's given name, where I went to high school. Or how I like my, like my lattes. I don't drink coffee. Only sometimes I think I do. See why? That's well, it, it's like it's like it's me. like a attempt at creative oh, yeah, writing. It, but it says it's, it's because of the epilepsy. I take medication to ward off the seizures. Nothing can be done about the memory. That's not how it works. And then it says my brain is like a sponge, except when it gets squeezed, memories instead of water rush out. Usually they come back, but I can't help thinking that waterlogged recollections aren't as good as the original. Yeah. Like I was saying, like I was trying to say the, I feel like. Oh, well, the, excuse me for giving re- literary reference while you were trying to say something. Yeah. I mean, I, pre- I appreciate your apology. And uh, no, I just feel like it's an attempt at creative writing and it's just, it makes it not good. It just makes it's it not icky. good. It is icky. I don't know. So like, epilepsy. I would say like, okay, if I had to rate, if you, okay, also, if we had to like, rate I them. I get that it's not supposed to be actual epilepsy because there's something like more going on or whatever, but like, why even bring that up? Just yeah. be like, I've always been this way. I suck. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to rate these four stories, so first story, I, could, I think it's a solid 10. That was a, that was really good for me. Where would you be at? I'm going to give it like an eight. Ooh. Only because I kind of figured it out before. Well, okay, but you've how many books have you read that you haven't figured out before they told you? We all can't be Sherlock Holmes. No, but Dottie can. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, she can. She can. Okay, the second one. The uh, the phone call one. Phone, yeah. No, no. Skitter and click. That's a 10 for me. That's a 10? That was horrible. But like in the, like, it was horrible. But like, it's going to stick with me. Like, that's why it's a 10. And then like, I don't, it was. Mm, yeah. And I didn't even read the whole thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm at like an eight and a half, but I think it's the content. The content is just, it, it's too much for me. And like, I, I don't know. But it's like tough. the twist and all of it. The twist is the t- twist is good. Ten. Okay. Ten okay. for the no, twist. I respect that. That's fine. Content zero. I never want to read it ever. Yeah, exactly. 
But like we read that one golden retriever book with Allie and I cried, but I still enjoyed the book because he came from a puppy mill. Okay. All right. Third one. That's a baseball one. Baseball. Coop. 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 I give Cooper like a seven because I feel like the message is all around empowering and good. Yeah. I think seven solid. And it was an easy read. It wasn't like an annoying read. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. And then the power of suggestive thoughts. That's it. Stevie. Is that Stevie that starts with an S, which is the same as a five, right? No. No, Stevie who sees moose that aren't there. Stevie. <laughs> Zero, negative 27 and a half, Ellingham, poop head, Stevie. Wow. Zero. I do not like that book. Zero. Story. Okay. I don't know. The the premise, I, I don't know. I, it lost me at the beginning. I'm, I'm down there too. Okay. I did like all the murder. 10 out of 10. Yeah. But then it's immediately like, did I do it? And I want to have sex with my neighbor. In case you forgot. My eye is literally twitching. <laughs> Can confirm. She uh. stole him and she makes me call her Charlotte. She's like, yeah, your mentally like ill neighbor needs to like chill. I don't know. I'll give it like a one just to also, raise the average above zero. Can we talk about how stupid Charlotte is for just like chilling by a... Like everyone thought she fell in, which means people think it's reasonable that she walked into an elevator that wasn't there. People must really not have thought much of her mental capacity. <laughs> it's like a... What's the uh, a lemming? There's like a oh. lemming wandering around, just falling off cliffs. Oh my gosh! Oh my. Okay, I don't have notes, so I'm gonna say the things. Uh, <laughs> in closing, uh, we're gonna start. One of us is next by Karen M. Karen M. McManus next Tuesday, maybe. <laughs> no, we will. And uh, in three weeks, I'm going full time on Jolly Reader because. Allie's going to school full time. Um, subscribe so you get notifications for next episode. Uh, Leave a review on Apple Podcast. Yeah, do that. Uh, oh, tell everybody if you haven't told your mailman yet, you're not doing me justice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just tell like one person, maybe your cat. I don't care. What else do I say? I I feel know, like it, oh no no oh yeah if you if you enjoy secondhand embarrassment stay tuned for the outtakes is that what you're gonna say no i was just gonna say that uh the more feline listeners that we get would really make this podcast take off especially if they paul paul like a five-star cause review because if we could create an instagram account of the cats of the jolly reader i would subscribe <laughs> that's all i'm saying oh speaking of oh we didn't do that. Uh, you can find me on social media on at the Jolly Reader Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. I don't post enough. You guys have let me know. I'm really sorry. I'm going to work on that. Um, Until we sail again. Until we sail again. This has been the Jolly, Jolly Reader. Reader. Bon voyage. Hey, you made it to the outtakes. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Testing. Okay, I need you to talk it in the mic so we can see how this does with this weird angle. Testing one, two, three. <laughs> your thing. Why am I not talking loud enough? Because look at mine. Now talk your normal voice. Testing one, two, three. Aight. I'm going to steal the mic for a second while I do this. Okay. So when he left the house that morning, he knew today would be the last, or he knew, what does this say? <laughs> Sorry. I mean... Insert gas, gasp noise. <gasps> <laughs> should be hanging. She should be the one that no. is hanging him <laughs> no. from his neck.
Okay. From the ceiling, right? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> You're there. Go. You're close. I was close, but that was not as smooth as I was hoping for. Well. Sonny, it- oh. <laughs> stop boofing. Lay down. That's what isn't doesn't like Edward Collin drive one or something? One of the Collins do. I, I mean, probably. They're just really expensive them, to maintain. One of them drives a lot. So anyways, Captain Book, strike that knowledge that you know things about Twilight. Who is Perjury? Stop scratching your collar, buddy. Get on it. The last line of the story is Allie's Allie. Dang it. And she like, okay, Sonny is chewing on Rory's leg. <laughs> look, we look. Have a, we have a puppy cannibal. Sonny, Rory's biting Sonny's face now. <laughs> hey, get out of here. Stop being playful, happy puppies in the middle of our episode. Gosh. Wow. Okay, so anyway, sorry if there's background noise. <laughs> it's it's fine. A few typos here and there. It just says chalking instead of choking, and it's it's fine. <laughs> What's this called? It's the it's the it's the That was such a range it's the, like it's the palm of your foot. <laughs> okay, segue. Sorry, crew. Okay, so the other night I was pointing to Josh's uh heel and I couldn't think of the word for it. I was like, it's your palm, the palm of your foot. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so she has seizures. Super annoying. Uh, also, which is actually really weird because I just thought about it, and the this the bottom part of your hand is called the heel of your hand. So if you had thought of the heel of my hand or the heel of my foot, it would have been the same. Palm, the palm. palm of my foot would be the bottom of my foot. Okay, this is like definitely outtakes, <laughs> but like next time we're at karate and we have to do a front kick, I'm gonna be like palm strike. <laughs> <laughs> I always love it in books too. Like everyone knows everyone's eye color. I know. Like, ah, oh, I saw this stranger. He passed by me. He has bluish green eyes and he's exactly 5'5 five five, and his hair is shoulder length and I'm pretty sure his middle name's Jacob and... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's so unrealistic. It's like, you know, if somebody told me like, you know, oh yeah, I saw some of a guy acting sketchy the other day. What do you look like? I don't know. He probably has brown hair and he's a guy and that's about all I got. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Re- real memory versus TV memory. Did you have a seizure that caused you not to know anything about anything? Well, how would I know? Because I wouldn't know anything about anything. Oh my gosh. Okay, outtakes are getting long here. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we're the- not on my. What is it? My strange it- or um, what was that one show where she sat on cakes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like it was strange some- sex or no, something. My strange action was that other one. Yeah, but- I don't know. Now my reference just seems weird. But it was about the lying. Like, that's not what... It was about, like... Uh, anyway. Cut this out! <laughs> uh, my name's Ellie. Thank you for listening to my mom and dad.